0: Hello everyone. welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. i'm your host yitz Epstein. i'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be talking about the narcissist and the shadow self i'm going to be i'm going to begin by discussing a little bit a little bit about what the shadow is. The shadow is a concept which has been explored by Carl Jung, and he disco- he discovered that there's parts of ourselves that um, we've quite literally disconnect from. All humans do this as a way of um, really being able to fit into society. In order to live together with other people, ultimately we can't just give in to all of our urges. Uh, We need to disconnect from some of the more outrageous, some of our rage, hate, uh, anger, some of our lust, and some of our fantasies in order to ultimately survive together uh, with others. This is known as the shadow self, the aspect of ourself that we deny, we deny, avoid. Um, many times we do this just because the people around us um, made us feel badly about these aspects of ourselves. Maybe they're doing it to themselves, um, ultimately cutting off parts of themselves and denying these aspects of ourselves. These aspects are deemed unlovable, unacceptable by friends, parents, family of origin, and society. And as a way of denying one's inner intolerable world, these aspects are removed from one's awareness and shoved into the unconscious otherwise known as the shadows. The shadow self is all the elements we strive to do away with. Inside the shadow are negative qualities that we don't want to believe we have, such as personal hate, rage, sexual fantasies, etc. In order to keep these elements at bay, we we project them onto others and feel strongly that they are the owner of these elements and need to be condemned. In reality, we can only hate in another what we hate in ourselves. So it's important to see how this is taking place in every single one of us. Um, even victims of abuse are oftentimes projecting onto their abuser a sort of uh, savior uh, complex, or they're looking to be saved from their own, from their, from their own inner demons, really. Uh, narcissistic abusers are projecting uh, their, um, usually their, their rage and anger and, and hatred onto their victims um, in order to do away with them, and then ultimately condemning their victims for having these elements within themselves narcissistic abusers or i should say anyone um, who has a defense mechanism an addiction is really just defended against their shadow they're not integrated with their, their shadow and i'm not 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 condemning any addiction i'm just describing the fact that there is in fact defenses that want that are set up by society and by the individual in order to avoid one's uh intolerable feelings narcissistic abusers are defended against the shadow self as well obviously in the shadow In their shadow resides so much shame that needs to be defended against. Otherwise, it would overwhelm the individual. Now, this is oftentimes started in childhood. The child is so flooded by negative feelings that they're forced to deny them and split off from them. So their shadow self, in this case, is extremely overwhelming. In many ways, it's become this big monster that they cannot control and they are at the effect of. If there are not people around to project onto, then the narcissistic abuser would come face to face with their worst fears and shame. I will say in the shadows, there's also positive qualities. These idealized, uh, the idealized human, the ego ideal we strive for often gets projected onto an archetypal leader or someone we imagine to be this person and we strive to become that or attracted to or are deeply attracted to that type of that person who we, who we uh, project this uh, archetypal uh, really uh, sense of idealized human onto. Victims of narcissistic abuse are often idealized and worshipped for having these positive archetypes that the narcissist strives for. So oftentimes they're extremely infatuated by this projection that they create onto their victims, that they project onto their victims. But then, because the narcissist is also projecting their negative qualities onto their victims... This is why you see a lot of idealization and then a the demean, devaluing, destroying, and humiliating of victims because the envy that is had towards them kind of overrides the, 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 the desire to have them. So it's almost like I want you, but then I want to destroy you because you have more than me. That's where you see the pathological envy coming with narcissistic abusers. The narcissistic abuser isn't really a double bind because they're infatuated by the idealized projection and then detested by the negative projection of their shame onto their victims. While some narcissists may not actually care and worship for their victims and worship their victims and simply want to use them as a supply, many are actually deeply desiring them, but also feel extreme disgust for them, which creates a chaotic relationship experience and really a difficulty relating to them in a whole object relations way, where they see the whole totality of good, bad, um, uh, integrated into one whole human being. They have a difficult time um, with whole object relations as well. So feel free to check out my latest podcast, about whole object relations. Narcissistic abusers have a difficult time doing this. While we all have a shadow, everyone is responsible for diving into their darkness and embracing the elements that they are afraid of. This is scary, um, mostly because it includes all the things that have been taught to this individual that are intolerable. Many become addicted to substances because the addiction is I, it's designed to protect them from going into the, to the, to the subconscious, to the, to the darkness. It is oftentimes where an individual will reach rock bottom that they're forced to go on this journey through the darkness. Um, narcissism is an addiction, ultimately an extreme addiction, to defend against the dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul is a soul journey that everyone needs to go on in order to really self-actualize and become the strongest, most whole version of themselves, all integrated into one uh, human If this is not done, projection and defense mechanisms will be employed to avoid it. If a person wants to truly be free, they must face the things that have been deemed unlovable and shameful by others. This is why healing and shadow work are often done alone, away from people who will second guess, distract, and ultimately discourage from this journey. Victims of abuse, while there are victims, have similarities to their perpetrators, as they have shadows that need exploring and integrating. Only once the victims or any really any individual stop running and facing their, from, from their pain and face their pain, they can truly heal. Now with wounds of childhood, they reside in the shadow self. And therefore, in order to heal one's childhood wounds, one has to go into the subconscious, one has to become aware of the unconscious, shine a light in the darkness, and ultimately integrate the past and the elements of oneself that have been abused, these wounds of childhood, into the present moment, and ultimately Um, become a whole, integrated individual. That is true happiness. True happiness is is acceptance of one's existence Um, and realizing that we all have these elements. Just because you have shame, that doesn't mean you are shameful. Just because you have anger and hate doesn't mean you're a hateful person. It just means you have these elements that need addressed, entertained, and integrated in a way that doesn't lead to projection and ultimately creating clashes and breakdowns with other people. Integrating the shadow self is very, very difficult takes a lot of work. takes a lot of self-reflection and self-correction. takes a lot of honest, rigorous personality feed, uh, reflection and feedback. Constructive criticism is important, which is why it's important to find people who can help reflect that back to you. A therapist, someone who's aware of, of the shadows can help you um, identify where, what you are avoiding, what you're denying, what you're protecting from, and ultimately help you become integrated. Integration is a vital aspect of becoming a healthy and happy and fulfilled individual. Without doing this, we can never be whole. And what we end up doing is we end up taking those aspects we denied from ourselves and projecting them onto partners and then blaming them for having those aspects of ourselves, regardless of who it is. This is very important to do. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And I want to bring some, some strength to the statement that it is important, very vital to Identify your shadows. Identify the parts of yourself that you feel others have that might be going on within you. The Mind Map Therapy system, which I work with, is incredibly uh, all-inclusive and helps you really understand the darkness within and embrace it and realize that you are not alone in this darkness, even though it feels alone, and ultimately help you become the most healthy individual, individuated individual, one who can stand on one your own two feet and really become your full potential. Without doing this, we are held back from becoming our full selves. I can be reached at yitz, that's Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com, 252-696-4852. Feel free to reach out if you're interested in doing some of the mind map therapy so I can help you really integrate the shadow into your life. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so please do reach out. I'd love to offer this service to you and um, identify how I can help you in your life. So thank you so much for listening once again, and until next time, all the best.